thing. So I don't know if everybody... I was supposed to be recording this. I'm just now recording this. So <laughs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Uh, so Jim said that there's a tradition that says that he took the Ark of the Covenant when yeah. when the temple was being destroyed. He was able to take it out and take it to, down to Ethiopia or Egypt. Yeah, down into Egypt. And there's, there's a lot of serious research that they're trying to find it huh. there. And if they did find it, that would be like, wow. Yeah. But I think it's in heaven, but yeah. still. Yeah. So, and even something about in England. Yeah, the Jeremiah stone, they used the Christian kings and things that is supposedly from Jeremiah. A Jeremiah stone in England. Yeah. Wow. There's just a lot of weird rumors. Zach, you had a question? Is there a, like some of Babylon in Revelation? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, Jim will Jim will teach definitely about that. There's there's kind of a spiritual or spiritual Babylon and a and a physical Babylon or political Babylon, and so yeah. Uh, some people have even said the Bible is the story of two cities, Jerusalem and Babylon. And so Babylon is a, a prevalent uh, from from Genesis 11 when a guy named Nimrod, he established a, a kingdom in, in Babel. He named it Babel. And uh, Babel means confusion. So, uh, so you know, if you're just babbling, you're you're not talking plainly. You're confusing people, and so uh, we use this in recovery. Some that God's people were taken captive in a place of confusion, and uh, so anyway, we, we'll definitely hit on Babylon more in the days and weeks to come. So, but l- let's look at his uh, his message. What God told him to do in in Jeremiah chapter one. <clears throat> And this this is pretty heavy here. Jeremiah chapter 1. And let's have somebody that hasn't read. Read for us verse 10. 110 of Jeremiah. Out loud. <laughs> Gotta see. I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Wow, so God set him this day over the so he he called him to be a prophet unto the nations. And this is your message over these kingdoms. And I put that on your handout, these six things here. To root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, to plant. And uh, just kind of a physical story with me. Uh, Some of you know that uh, I lived on a farm till I was 25. And that's when we moved to the city. And... One of the farms that I rented, I never owned any land, but uh, I rented up to 400 acres at one time, but one of them was called the Poland Place. It was a, it was a kind of a hilly ground, and uh, I think it was 160 acres up there, 
But uh, one of the things we did every spring is uh, we had a tractor with lo- a loader. And so one of us would drive the tractor and loader just along the hillside. And the other one of us would pick up rocks out of the field. It was just a very rocky soil. And so I, I look at this verse here. It's like before I could plant, I had to root out some rocks that were, you know, in the field and, uh, you know, that could tear up our equipment. And, uh, and, and, and so Jeremiah was asked to do this, to, to root out, to get, get rid of some things in the lives of the people he was ministering to and, and uh, pull down. There's a reference to pulling down idols and some things need to be destroyed. And uh, when Josiah was king, he had some things burned to, to destroy them. And uh, even to throw down, some of this kind of sounds uh, duplicate or redundant, but these first four things have to be done before you can build and to plant. Amen? And we can relate to that in our own lives. We we may have to uh, get rid of some things before God will trust you with His riches. Maybe we need to get rid of some things that pollute or defile our lives. But let's look at these verses I've got beside here. Because they say almost uh, exactly what we're saying. So go to chapter 12. We've got time here. Verse 15. Jeremiah 12. Yeah. You want to read those, Rich? Yeah. And it shall come to pass. After that, I have plucked them out. I will return and have compassion on them and will bring them again. Every man to his heritage and every man to his land. And it shall come to pass that they will diligently learn the ways of my people to swear by my name, the Lord liveth, as they taught my people to swear by, what is that, Baal or? Baal. Baal. And then shall they be built in the midst of my people. But if they will not obey, I will utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, saith the Lord. Yeah, so he used the word pluck them out or instead of root out. But uh, anyway, he has to do that. But if, if they'll obey, then I'm going to build in the midst of my people. Uh, go to chapter 18 now, verse 7 through 10. 18, 7 through 10. Carol, you got that? Yeah. At what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it? If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And at what instance I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to plant and to, to build and to plant it? If it do evil in my sight, that it not it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. Yeah, so, you know, again, these things are just so true with us. If if we'll uh, turn from our evil ways and repent, you know, God will uh, build and He'll plant and, and use us. Uh, let's go to 44.2 now, chapter 44.2. You guys up here want to read Susan or Butch? Forty-four-two. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel: He has seen all the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem, 
and about all the cities of Judah. And behold this day, there is desolation, and no man dwelleth therein. Yeah, so there's the desolation that uh, a lot of Jerusalem was destroyed. And, and uh, you know, that's one thing that Christ says about uh, the temple. He, he says uh, that not one stone will be left upon another of the temple. And uh, historically, that was true. Uh, the things I've read or heard is that when Titus of Rome destroyed the temple, because they burned it with fire, a lot of the gold melted down into the stones, and they took one stone apart from another just to get all the gold. So his prophecy literally was fulfilled uh, in the destruction of the second temple. But but this is the first temple that... Uh, this is Solomon's temple that's being destroyed here that uh, Brother Bush just read about. And now over at... Uh, back to 3128. Who's got that to throw down? And it shall come to pass that like as I have walked over them to pluck up and break down and throw down and destroy and afflict, so I will walk over them to build and to plant, saith the Lord. Yeah, so it says almost the same thing as it does in chapter. So, so Jeremiah told him exactly what God told him told him to tell him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go down. Forty-five four. Forty-five four. I'll read that one. Thus shalt thou say unto him, The Lord saith thus. Behold, that which I have built will I break down, and that which I have planted I will pluck up, even this whole land. So the Lord's talking there about the people he had built. And then uh, 42.10 about planting. We'll read this. 42.10. Jim, you got it? Yep. If ye will still abide in this land, then will I build you and not pluck you down. And I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I repent me of the evil that I have done unto you. Mm-hmm. So one thing that's funny, uh, the the people in Jerusalem, you know, they're, they're being starved out and they're getting ready. And uh, Jeremiah is telling them to stay there and let the Babylonians capture you, and let you know don't fight them and don't run away. He's saying stay there because God's going to deliver you to the enemy, but then He'll restore you uh, later on. So anyway, that that's a little bit of the message there. And uh, I wrote to you on, on letter C on your handout. Jeremiah's messages were unwelcome and brought many enemies and persecutions. And so, uh, you know, Second uh, Timothy says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And so Jeremiah was telling the truth to people that didn't want to hear it, and they, they persecuted him. He, he uh, nearly died uh, more than once in our Bible. And then, as we said, he was stoned to death in Egypt uh, later, as tradition says. But uh, so there's some places where he was persecuted, and we're not going to look all those uh, up. But you you can on your own, or we'll get to him when we get there. But 
So Jeremiah's messages were true for the nations of Israel and Egypt and Babylon. Babylon is the word that goes in your blank on that one. And they're true for ours. So we need to submit and learn from the chastisement of God. And so I uh, gave you a, a point there. I think this was from your handout, Jim. Uh, uh, God corrects and disciplines those He loves. And so we, we've all experienced that uh, probably, that uh, if you're God's child, he, he disciplines us and He convicts us. And when we don't turn and we intentionally disobey, uh, he, he has to apply the, the rod and take us behind God's woodshed, doesn't He? So... And, and then I put for a teaching point there that uh, Jeremiah's audience is not unlike ours. And so that, that's where I want to spend the rest of our time together in this Second Chronicles. If you can find Second Chronicles, I think this just kind of summarizes the day and age that, that Jeremiah lived. And uh, you, you may not know this, uh, but the Hebrew Old Testament, and, and I don't have one, That'll be a, that'll be a good Christmas present for somebody to get me. Give me a, a a Jewish. Actually, I bought one in Israel. I bought I, so I I think I do have one, but it's in Hebrew. I can't read it. I have one if you want. Do you? Yeah, bring it. Let's look at it. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say is Second uh, Chronicles. I've been told is the last book of the Jewish Bible. So, is that what you've heard too, or you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, we're going to read the last from uh, verse eleven through twenty-three of Second Chronicles thirty-six. So, Second Chronicles 36, the last book, the last chapter of the Hebrew Old Testament, and uh, verse 11. This this Zedekiah, he was uh, one of the last kings of of Israel of of, Ju- of the Jews. Zedekiah was one and twenty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord his God, and humbled not himself before before Jeremiah the prophet. So there's Jeremiah, that's our guy, speaking from the mouth of the Lord. And he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, that, that that is the king of Babylon. If, so I just want everybody to follow with me. So Jeremiah is telling the truth of God to Zedekiah. He wouldn't humble himself. But instead in verse 13 it says, He, in other words Zedekiah, rebelled against uh, King Nebuchadnezzar who had made him swear by God. But he stiffened his neck and hardened his heart from turning unto the Lord God of Israel. Uh, so repentance is is a matter of our heart. It's that turning. That, that's what repentance means is a change of a heart, a change of action, which leads to a change of life. Uh, verse 14, Moreover, all the chief of the priests and the people transgress very much after all the abominations of the heathen and polluted the house of the Lord which he had hallowed in Jerusalem. And the Lord God of their fathers sent to them by his messengers rising up betimes. Uh, what does betimes mean? Anybody know that? 
Oh man. It's a red, white, and blue Hershey's. What does B times mean? Early. Early. What what I th- well, what I think it means is many times, like doesn't it? Maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to look it up. I have to just write before. Huh? Repeatedly. That's what I was thinking. It means repeatedly, many times. Is what I think. Yes, yes, continually. So maybe we're. But hey, you get the candy bar. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you agreed with what I thought. Just say what the teacher says. Well, there, there's something for future study. It, it, it may be both. Oh, I know, like in. I, right. It says before the usual or expected time. Early. Huh. It means 1828. What we need. Sometimes on a. What it? Proverbs? Uh, what did what you say? 1828. Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason I'm thinking it's betimes is Proverbs says that chasing your child betimes. But may, but I'm thinking it, I'm thinking it means multiple times. Maybe it's before. In the new international yeah. version, it's repeated. Yeah. Okay. Pam might need a candy. Man. Don't over be time your child. <laughs> Pam, Pam and uh, Pat need something too back there. So you you uh, all right. Here's your Webster's 1828. Be times seasonably in good season or time before it is late, and uh, to measure life learn thou be times soon in a short time. Huh? I think you guys are more right. So thank you. That was a good, good little discussion. All right. So he sent these uh, rising up be times. In verse 15, and sending, because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But, verse 16, they mocked the messengers of God and despised his words and misused his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose up against his people till there was no remedy. And uh, what I wanted to say there, we all know that God is merciful, He's gracious, He's long-suffering. But if you had to say, when does God throw in the towel? This is when it is. It's when there's no remedy. When, when there's no more remedy, it's like it can't. it's broke. It can't be fixed. So then that's when God says, okay, time out. You're going to captivity till you quit. Uh, being given to idolatry till you quit, you know, misusing my prophets till you do hear my words. And so I think that's true in all of our lives. It's like, man, we can get away with the law, but at some point God says, okay, son, okay, daughter, you've you've disobeyed me long enough. We got to deal with this, right? What are you thinking, Ed? I I just wanted to mention real quick because you talked about the the Second Chronicle being the end of the, the the Jewish Old Testament, Old Testament or Jewish Bible, yeah. Just like it is today with the many different denominations. Back then, they had different Jewish sects. Hmm. Different, depending on the, which Jewish sect you talk to, 
depended on where their Bible ended. Hmm, interesting. And so, okay, I kind of agree with the most. <laughs> ended on uh, Joshua twenty-two thirty-four. Huh. So some Jewish Bibles ended in that. Okay. Okay. Well, um, as far as their their history and as far as this time with Jeremiah, but we've seen that the king of the Jews rebelled. And uh, and then God adds some commentary to it. And so in verse 17, because of all that, it says, Therefore he brought upon them the king of the Chaldees, who slew their young men with the sword in the house of their sanctuary, and had no compassion on... That doesn't sound like God. He, he has no compassion upon young man or maiden, old man, or him that stooped for age. He gave them all into his hand. In other words, Nebuchadnezzar's hand. Verse 18, And all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king and of his princes, all these he brought to Babylon. So, if you can picture on the map, I mean, this whole army of men... Uh, they 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 killed a bunch of people and they took a bunch of people and all these vessels of the house of God back to Babylon with them. In verse 19, it says, "And they burned the house of God and break down the wall of Jerusalem, and burned all the palaces thereof with fire, and destroyed all the goodly vessels thereof." Um, and I'll stop there. It, it says that they they burned the house and it, they tore down the wall of Jerusalem. Um, when I was in Jerusalem, uh, <clears throat> they had dug down and they had found uh, one of the original walls that uh, King Hezekiah had built, and they dated it. And uh, the the way that a lot of these armies work is. Uh, as they destroyed, they would uh, build on top of the rubble. It's kind of a conquering sign. They they would actually build on top of what... So it was probably 20 feet down or so. So we kind of had to look down in and they had it marked off and they had some things on the wall of some dates of when things were built on top of this wall. But it, it's a huge wall. It, it's, it's probably the wall was wider at least as wide as this room, at least 20, 25, 30 feet wide was this wall that uh, Hezekiah had built. And uh, it was just, you know, rocks in mortar. And uh, so anyway, you just kind of, I can kind of picture this as I read this, that Nebuchadnezzar tore down all that stuff. And verse 20 it says, And them that had escaped from the sword carried he away to Babylon, where they were servants to him and his sons, until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. And so uh, that just means that after the Babylonian Empire, that the the Persians... Uh, so when, when whenever... Whenever the children of Israel returned to Babel, to Jerusalem, uh, they were under the reign of uh, Cyrus, the king of Persia. And we'll see that here in just a second. So, verse 21, "...to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed..." So there's Jeremiah again. "...had enjoyed her Sabbath for as long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill threescore and ten years." So how long is that? 70 so 70 years and then uh, the last of this verse 22 
Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord spoken unto the, spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and also in it and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth hath the Lord God of heaven given me, and he hath charged me to build him an house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. <clears throat> Who is there among you of all his people? The Lord his God be with him, and let him go up. So that little phrase, let him go up, that's the last words of the Jewish Bible. And uh, so that that is uh, a reason even, uh, if you've ever heard of the Zion movement, people... Jewish people from all over the world are going back to Jerusalem and uh, they want to build their nation. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> oh, I think I'm about done. Is there any other comments? I know Jim's got to run. Any other comments on that section? But um, hopefully you get a, a, a flavor for what uh, Jeremiah faced. And uh, <coughs> actually, Butch, can you give me a bottle <coughs> of that water there real quick? I just run out of saliva. Have fun in there. But anyway, if you can uh, read Jeremiah chapter one this week, we're gonna we're gonna kind of go verse by verse through Jeremiah chapter one. But hopefully, that gives you a little bit of a, a flavor of the book of the man Jeremiah and. Uh, Really, the, the destruction of the, is really a dark time in their nation, and I, I think you'll just see a lot of. As I was listening to it, I just see a lot of parallels in our own nation, and so. Um, if if there's no other questions, uh, Pat, would you would you close us in prayer today, brother? And we'll be dismissed. Lord, we come before you today, and, and uh, as we start this new year out, and as we start this. Uh, beginning of a, a new name, new class, Lord, we just, like, as we go through the book of Jeremiah and see all the parallels, Lord, we just ask that you would help us to look at our own heart and pictures and be able to, to root out and to throw down the things that don't belong so that you can begin to plant and build mm-hmm. up and build us like you want us to be, Lord. We just uh, we pray that you would help us to do that as as time gets closer to your coming, Lord. You would just you would speak to us in those ways. You would help us to be committed, like Jeremiah was, even in the midst of all the grief and all the struggle, Lord. We pray that you would encourage us and strengthen us and help us to grow together. Lord, it's in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. We're going to sign off the Facebook here. I think Jim went to teach.